Start your engines! Bring them up, gang. Bring them up. Here we go. History in the making. Green, green, green. Are you ready for some engine noise for real? Yep, we got to crank them up in the Coliseum. And to get ready for that, we have some rule tweaks. Hi, this is Brett McMillan. You're listening to the Riley Auto Parts Pit Reporters. With me this week, Jamie Little from Fox Sports and Chris Knight from CatchFence.com. It's the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters on the Performance Racing Network. Presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Now, here's your host, Brett McMillan. Hey, welcome to the show. Glad to have you with us and glad to get ready to have some racing. Glad to have Chris and Jamie here. And Jamie's packing her bag. She's headed for Los Angeles, ready to hang out at the Coliseum again. Are, are you ready to get it started again, Jamie? I am. Even though, you know, I was in Phoenix, I was covering the truck series the last, you know, part of the year. I still feel like I haven't been there and done anything in so long. So such a fun way to kick things off. I cannot wait to get to LA and see everybody again. And that first day of school, there's just nothing like it. (laughs) You just hope the teacher doesn't remember your name after the first day of school. (laughs) That was always my problem. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) So Chris, I mean, you know, we talked about the Coliseum last year and it was, there was so much uncertainty, a lot of excitement around it, but a lot of the uncertainty was around the next gen car nobody knew what was going to be like so is it going to be way different this year do you think i think it'll be different but i think there's still some unknowns and some things that we will see how it works obviously we're going to the coliseum this weekend we have the brand new bump rear bumper right the rear bumper and the changes that they and nascar is uh installated in 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 the new next gen car which we were discussing today whether or not we call it we call it the next gen car we call it the gen 7 car so uh we'll get back to see how they want us to address that this season but um i think it'll be a better show because i think we worked out a lot of the kinks when it comes to to this car and i think the racing is going to be spectacular i think the racing will be better than it was last year but uh, i think that we're still going in with some unknowns because there's some new pieces to this puzzle uh at the coliseum this weekend that's one of the things last year jamie on a quarter mile track a lot of folks expected it was going to be kind of you know very very physical for lack of a better term and we didn't get a lot of that, but I think a lot of it was because people didn't have inventory. Yeah. Well, now they got inventory. Do you think we're going to see more action this year? I absolutely do. Yes. And when you walked around there last year, I mean, people were very concerned about getting in a wreck, something happening to their car. And we saw a couple of them, Justin Haley. I mean, he destroyed his car and there was a lot of concern. Are we going to have a car for Daytona? Will we even have a backup for the first few races? So we don't have that issue this year. I know supply chain issues, they're not completely gone, but they definitely have backup cars and plenty of them. So these guys can go for it. I think we're going to see more intense racing because there's not all the newness. They've been to this track before. They know what this car is capable of there. And also you're expanding the field. Now we we go from 23 cars in the main last year in the feature to 27 this year. So I think we're just going to see a better race. You know, a little bit of time on that track last year. And I think that there's going to be a lot of people, eyeballs, whether, you know, it's on a team or in the stands that had FOMO last year. They're like, I want to be there. They are having so much fun. I want to be part of it. So I think there's a, a great chance for an amazing race this time around. That's one of the things we've heard, Chris. A lot of the ticket sales, a huge percentage of the ticket sales are to people who have never been, you know, who yeah. who did not go last year, but have heard about it and wanted to go. Well, I think that's, and I think NASCAR has done a great job. 
uh, is trying to make this as a, you know, it's more about than just a race, right? There's so much going on, so much jam-packed. The entertainment is going to be stellar. I think people are excited about the heat racing, and I think people are excited because they expect it to be a better race this season. They expect, you know, like Jamie talked about, the inventory is there for the teams and for and for the, the drivers, and they don't have, there's certain things that go out the window as far as what they can expect from this car and what they can't expect from this car, but I think that we'll see the level of aggression. Yeah, there's still going to be nine or so drivers at the end of the day that are going to be bummed out that they're not going to start their season until they get to Daytona in a couple weeks. But for, you know, 27 drivers, it's going to be an opportunity to go out there and start their season on the right foot. And I think of what a better way to do it than the LA Coliseum. Now, Jamie, you mentioned, you know, they've been on this track before, but actually they haven't been on this track before. <laughs> they've been in the facility before, but I guess, is it a brand new track or I mean, they didn't, I mean, they tore it completely back up again. They've laid it back down again. So I guess since it's a brand new track again, does that make Logano the favorite again? Since he seems to yeah. win on new tracks? Right. That is a little technicality, right? Um, I'm really curious about that. I'm really curious. You know, drivers, they're so nitpicky and they get to know these tracks so well that I guarantee there's going to be somebody that's going to say, well, you know, turn two is a little bit more narrow or this is a little bit different or there's a bump here. We didn't have that last year. I mean, the track was so smooth. It was like butter last year. I don't expect it to be any different. And with, you know, the plans that they have and the way that they lay these tracks out now, I'm sure it's going to be exactly like last year. But I think that is an interesting point. I mean, when have we ever raced at a brand new, brand new racetrack, tore it up and then came back a year later with, oh, brand new asphalt again. We've never done that before. So it's very interesting. What will be the measure of success, Chris? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I think, you know, I think no matter what, it's going to be a success, right? Because, um, the, you know, the, the show has been very, uh, they've done a great job promoting the event. And I think that there's a lot of people coming. You have new people coming from all over the country and, and perhaps, from what I understand, the world coming to this event. So I think you're already in a win-win situation. I think that as long as we're able to produce, I, I think... I would be disappointed if we don't have a lot more competition than we did last year as far as guys going for it, right? We didn't have the inventory or, or whether or not the guys were – the teams were afraid of, of you know, trading paint, if you will, last year. But I would like to see a little bit more aggression. And if we get that more aggression and, and, and we get, you know, drivers not afraid to, to stick their nose in there a little bit, I think it's going to be successful. But – with or without that, I think it's still going to be a success because we've been able to prove that we can go to a market like L.A., build a track, tear it down, come back, and do it all over again. And not only the fans show up, but the entertainment shows up. And so I think it's 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 a win already. And if we get a spicy race or a, you know, a solid race, it's still, still going to be fine in my books. What do you think, Jamie? What's going to be the measure of success where we look at it at the end and say, yeah, we got to do this again next year? Yeah, I think it's already a success for two reasons. First off, we never talked about the clash like we do this one and last year. I mean, you just didn't. It was another race. It was fun. But guys always talked about saving their cars, you know, for the big race and Daytona Speed Weeks. There was just so much on the line. This is just an event in itself now. And the way it's been promoted, the way it's been talked about was unprecedented, at least for the 15, 16 years that I've been in this sport. And then you guys just mentioned it. We've proven that we can now take NASCAR to the inner city. We can build a racetrack and people will come. And that's something that was never shown in this sport before. And I think that's that right there is the most important part of it all. I'm not thoroughly convinced that we will go back to the Coliseum for third year. And the reason I say that is because I talked about this 
uh, also yesterday was I, I'm convinced that NASCAR has done such a, a great job showcasing that they can take this clash anywhere and they can put it in a facility, you know, basically build a facility and put on a great show that now they have opened that door where they can go to places that they never thought that they could go before. And, you know, and, and who knows, maybe it's even international where they take the clash international. And if they do that, then that's something that I think is completely out of the box. But nonetheless, I think that they've showcased that they can open the door and, and build a racetrack and people will come and people will support that race. And so uh, if it goes to the Coliseum for the third straight year, great. But I think it'd be very surprised or not surprising to me to see if they shift that race to another venue because um, they've proven in that they've thought outside the box. They've they built a race track and they've done it well. And, and I think that they can do it at other places too, throughout the country. To Chris's point, Jamie, I mean, this, obviously the proof of concept is there. They can do it. We're also going to have another proof of concept race later this year in that Chicago street course. So what is one of those more important than the other, or are they just completely different playing fields? Boy, that is a tough question. I think they're they're completely different, but the same concept in that we can bring NASCAR to the people in the cities. They don't have to drive an hour outside the city to go see what NASCAR is all about. And on top of that, we can bring a different style of track. We can bring a quarter mile track to you. We can bring a road course, a street course that's temporary to the people. And I think that's where other forms of racing, they've been able to do that. And NASCAR couldn't. They had to go to these purpose-built racetracks that have been there for years and years and years. And this is a new era of NASCAR. I think that this will open up the eyes to a lot of people. You know, you've got that Formula One fan base that maybe are just new fans of racing and they're learning about it. This is right up their alley. You're right in the streets of Chicago. Let's go check out NASCAR. You know, F1's cool, but let's check out NASCAR. And I have a feeling if they do that, they're going to choose NASCAR over Formula One. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I get kind of excited to think about how Formula One's going to race at Las Vegas under the lights. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to see NASCAR do the same thing under the lights in Las Vegas? You know, we, yeah. had the, we had the big track, but why not do it right underneath those casinos? I think that'd be a cool moment. You haven't seen the hotel bill yet. I know, I know. <laughs> <Not right. laughs> wow. Are they going to let you inside the track this year, Jamie, or are they going to make you stand in the pits the whole time outside? Yeah, you know, last year um, I was inside, but they only allowed me and my cameraman, so I couldn't have a spotter. We couldn't have Regan in there during the race, so I was kind of all by myself, and once you're in, you're locked in, just like the drivers. If they wrecked out, you were stuck there the whole race. You couldn't leave, um, which was kind of cool because you just had, it was you and the drivers, and you were covering things as they were happening, and as you guys recall, we had a lot of issues. We had uh, angry drivers and we had quick access to them. They couldn't run and hide from us. So um, I like that part. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> kind of like old Bristol before they put in the tunnel, right? Right, right. <laughs> you were stuck in there for all day long. <laughs> all right. When we come back, NASCAR has announced some rule modifications for this season. We'll talk about those. Neil Riley Pitt Reporters comes back. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood, but did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. 
That's 800-876-3515. Brett McMillan returns with his guests in just a moment. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Start your engine! Chastain in turn one drives it in deep to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll slide up in front of William Byron. Three wide now, down the back stretch, into the bottom of three. Side by side, down the front stretch. One lap to go here in Vegas. Larson with a nose out in front of Bowman down the Nellis straightaway. They stay door to door, side by side. Bowman at the bottom, he slides up in front of Larson. Larson with the crossover, he's out of time. Here goes Ross Chastain. He's going to the bottom of the racetrack. Now we've got a half dozen cars sliding through the infield grass. Noah Gregson is fun, but they are still side by side for the lead. Allman Digger's got the advantage on the inside of the turn three. When the NASCAR Cup Series races at Las Vegas, Atlanta, Circuit of the Americas, Bristol, Dover, Charlotte, Sonoma, Nashville Super Speedway, New Hampshire, and Texas, it's right here on PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Allman Digger gets jumped out of the way by Kevin Harvick. Harvick goes to P1 with Elliott. Check us out on YouTube at GoPRN Live. Now, more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. And welcome back, along with Chris Knight from CatchFence.com, Jamie Little from Fox Sports, Brett McMillan, glad to have you with us. All right, NASCAR has announced this week some rule modifications. They're not yeah. changes, they're, mod they're, they're tweaks more Please. than anything else. Uh, and uh, we'll kind of go through them, and it may take us a couple segments to get through them. Not that there's that many, but I think I find some interesting ones, and I think they're interesting to talk about. The one I really, really like is that they're going to get rid of the stage breaks during the road course races. Now, they're still going to announce stage lengths, yeah. and at the end of the stage, they're going to give stage points, but they're not going to throw a caution and stop it. And right. I think that's great because I think the stages have really hurt road course races. And, we just, and we, let's clarify is for the companion races, right? For the standalone Xfinity and truck, they will still have stage breaks right. yeah. and the free pass and all that. But for the, for the majority of the companion races, and they're not going to throw a flag either for those races. So you'll just continue on. And once they cross that start finish line, boom, they get their stage points. And then we, we, we continue on until we have, a natural caution as NASCAR, yep. called, NASCAR called it. So um, I love it. I think it's great. I think the fans, um, NASCAR hinted uh, at the end of last year at Phoenix that this was a possibility and that they were uh, talking to um, everybody from the fans to the media to the drivers and the teams getting their insight. And, and they uh, announced the call this week, and I think it's a popular call. And, and Jamie, some people think it, it might be opening up the, the wave of the future where we can, can do this on ovals as well. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they get so much feedback. NASCAR officials, they hear from the drivers, the fans, and they, they've got all the competitors in the field, and everybody has their own opinions. But I really like this for the road courses especially. It's just it's, those are long races. We know how long they are. It's longer than any other form of racing when you put stock cars on, on these road courses, and I think this is a really good call. And uh, they've been busy this offseason, as you alluded to, and I know you're going to go through them, but there are quite a few modifications that we're going to be looking forward to this season. Yeah, and one of the things I think with the road courses, and here's part of the problem is, you know, you throw the caution, then you got to let them have a whole lap before to get the field back together. 
then they come around again and pit. Then you got to get them to come around again before you give them one to go. Right. And it's like, I mean, and these are, and Jamie, you know, it. They, you know, these are long laps and especially places like, you know, I mean, at Sonoma, they're long laps at road America. They're ungodly long laps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and then that's how these things go on. And so, I mean, you're talking about a caution that's going on 10 minutes just for three laps. Well, I think a part of it too, and, and hopefully Jamie will agree with me, but I think the strategy goes out the window for these teams. They're no longer able to have their their mm. strategy card window changes from the drop of the green flag because they can no longer count on those caution during those what was the stage breaks during the yeah. 2022 season. So your strategy essentially I feel like goes out the window, right? And you're going to just have to see how the race plays out early in the season or maybe revert back to the old Paul Andrew days where he worked the race backwards to put himself yeah. in, in, near the front for to contend for the win. So um, I'm all for it. I think it's great, and I think it's going to produce some good racing. So game on. So, Jamie, I, Jamie, I'm going to correct Chris. I'm going to say it's not going to get rid of their strategy. It's going to go back to them having a strategy. Absolutely. And I love that because there's nothing worse than when we go to a racetrack and it's like the way that the stages are played out, it's like they have to pit. There's no way around it. You just, you all pit at the same time. And I'm a big fan of everybody's on their own strategy. Who can outsmart the next guy? And I know that crew chiefs are a big fan of, you know, having it in their control. Hey, this is when we're going to pit. This worked for us, you know, before we had the stage racing and all that. Um, I think it's fun. Road courses, I, I don't think that we need those stage breaks. And um, obviously, we'll get those cautions and we'll take breaks on the television side and radio side when we need to. But this will definitely speed things up. And oh, my gosh, you brought up how long these laps are to come all the way back around during a break. It's it's a long time, especially at those places like um, you mentioned Road America and Circuit of the Americas. I, I, I didn't correct. I didn't. No, I didn't I'm, correct you. I tweaked you. Yeah, yeah. I just meant to say, like, <laughs> strategies differ, right? Because you could yeah. count on the stage yeah. breaks, and you could know what you what you wanted to do to put yourself in position, right? So, I think the strategies differ now with this rule being implemented for 2023, and I'm curious to see how teams will adapt to that. Yeah, I mean, because we used to spend a lot of time in the garage on on Sunday morning. I know at Sonoma, for instance, Jamie going. Okay, is this going to be a two-stop race or a three-stop race? What have you guys decided yet? And that was all part of the strategy that went into it. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I love the, these crew chiefs. As we all know, they're in a box and there's not much that they can mess with or change or be creative with. But when it comes to strategy, they can. And um, I love the fact that they're not going to have a given, hey, this is when you're going to be able to pit. This is when pit road will be open. It's going to be on them to make those judgment calls in the race. And you no longer have a guarantee you're going to have a caution, right? Right. But, I mean, who knows? We could have, I mean, it would not surprise me if we see a race or two, especially on the road courses, because I feel like the, that the competition is so good and I feel like the driver's been pretty clean is that those restarts, especially after the stages was, was able to set up, for caution after caution right now we have an opportunity where i think we could potentially have a race that's caution free maybe on the road course i mean maybe not but we'll see but i think it definitely opens the door for it to happen yeah absolutely all right another tweak to the rules and it's not really they're not really actually tweaking the rule they're just saying there's a rule here that we might enforce and this is an interesting one to me and i just jeff gluck doesn't like this but i call it the walter melon <laughs> Ross Chastain's move at Martinsville. NASCAR says we're not going to make a rule for this because a rule already exists that says we can penalize somebody for an unsafe move. 
Well, to me, Jamie, if you're going to decide that that's now making this a judgment call, whether or not what Ross Chastain did at Martinsville was an unsafe move. But what they said now is they will make a time a penalty if somebody decides to do something like that. And I think to some extent, I think it's kind of a moot point because I don't think we're going to see people try to do it again anyway. Well, that's an interesting one because at Phoenix, I mean, we heard Joey Logano, he won the championship and he said, I was stressed out losing sleep all weekend because I thought for sure somebody was going to do this move, that they were going to have to do it. He said, I even thought about doing it. I thought, do I have this in my repertoire to pull out if I need to do it to win this race and win the championship? He said, I lost sleep over it. So I think what NASCAR is doing here is saving these drivers, these competitors from themselves. And it was amazing. It was spectacular what Ross did. It was unbelievable, something that we'll never forget. And as much as I'd love to see it again, I think that, you know, the next time it happens, maybe not everybody walks away as safely as they did. And I think that's what NASCAR is doing here. Chris, you and I were talking before the show. And one of the things I've mentioned on this show before is I think part of the reason it worked is because he caught everybody by surprise, including right. the spotters. I think if a spotter ever looked down and saw somebody trying this again, they might get on the radio and say to their driver, hey, move up a half a lane. Yeah. And that's going to block whoever's trying this. Like I understand what NASCAR is doing by enforcing this rule or, or saying that they can enforce it or will enforce it. I think I agree with Jamie. Safety is always paramount in this sport and needs to remain paramount in this sport. So I, there's no other way to say that you have to give Ross Chastain a pat on the back for the move that he did because it was brilliant when it happened. Uh, but it also opened a door where people made people think, right? And so I said before we even got on the air that I thought that I understood the rule and I may not 100% agree with it, but I understand it and I'll respect it. But I really think in the back of my head that everything had to go right for that to happen for Ross Chastain. There had to be such an open space, no cars in his way, and that's tough to do at a place like Martinsville. So the odds of it happening exactly the same way as it happened last October, I feel like are slim to none. So, you know, to each of his own, I I agree with Jamie. You know, now it takes the worry, the stress level goes to zero because you don't have to worry about that happening. But I really think of someone trying to duplicate that move again, it, it would be slim to none in my book. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my thought. Well, Jamie, you've been to, I think, probably all the tracks over time, and I can't think of a – is there another track it would even work at? I don't know, but I know they were were willing to try it at Phoenix if they needed to, and I think any short track race, these guys were all going through their minds like, well, where could we try it? Well, we can't do it here because the way the wall comes out. And they literally were going down that rabbit hole of of considering it um, because I think the mentality is, Hey, if if they're going to allow us to do it, then we're we're going to have to be willing to do it if that's what it takes to win. And we all know that these guys will do anything it takes to win a race. And um, I'd like to hear from Ross, and I'm sure we will soon. Um, yes, we can. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah. think, you know, I, he's probably super bummed about it because yeah. I know when they brought it up at Phoenix, like we don't want to see this. He just kind of sat in the back eating his cereal, like. Don't talk to me about it. Like, that's my move, and I'll pull it out if I need to again. Yeah, but nobody will ever forget it. Nope, absolutely oh. not. <laughs> no <laughs> way. All right, when we come back, another change to the penalty structure for detached wheels. Yeah, I know. It sounds kind of like, really? But 
it becomes important, doesn't it? Stay with us. We want to help extend the life of your vehicle. Add ZMAX Microlubricant to the fuel and oil where it uses the fluids to reach internal parts. As it soaks into metal, ZMAX disperses harmful carbon buildup to help improve performance, reduce emissions, extend engine life, and increase fuel mileage. Buy ZMAX today at ZMAX.com or your local auto parts store. Help your vehicle run better with ZMAX Microlubricant. This is Dirt Racer Kenny Wallace. The Dirt Race is back at Bristol in 2023, and once again, it's a night race. It's the Food City Dirt Race, 7 p.m. on Sunday, April 9th. I want to see all my diehard NASCAR and dirt racing fans there, so get your tickets today. Remember, this isn't just any old dirt race. It's a dirt race at Bristol, baby. There's more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters still to come. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. I'm Paul Shad in Charlotte with Kathy Martindale in Nashville here on Z-Max Racing Country. Going to Nashville, Kathy and Thomas Ray. Dirk Bentley said that your album blew his mind. That's probably one of the highest compliments you could get. Yeah, if Dirk likes it, then you know that hopefully some people are going to like it. We're so proud of bringing you the best singers in country music and the biggest stars in NASCAR. Z-Max Racing Country. From the Granite State of New Hampshire down through North Carolina and all the way to California, the Speedway Motorsports Incorporated footprint is truly national. That's your engine! This is Bristol. Hey, drivers, light these bad boys up! From zero to wow. We've got a car in trouble, and that guys will bring out a caution. Fans are on their feet. SMI action is never-ending. Follow at PRN Live on Twitter for show news and information. Now more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. And welcome back along with Jamie Little from Fox Sports and Chris Knight from CatchFence.com. Brett McMillan, glad to have you with us. We're kind of going through some of the rule tweaks that NASCAR announced this week for the 2023 season. And Jamie, one of them has to do with the penalties for detached wheels. Now, last year, if you had a detached wheel, your crew chief out for four weeks, that is now gone. So now if a wheel breaks free on pit road, the offending team will be subject to a pass-through penalty under green flag conditions. And if it's during a caution period, then they will have to restart at the end of the tail at the end of the field. If it breaks free outside of pit road, then it will be a two-lap penalty and a two-race suspension for two crew members. So it says, it does not say crew chief anymore. I've always kind of felt like the four-race penalty for the crew chief was kind of harsh anyway. I, I think we got the message last year that, especially with the one lug, you know, loose wheels is, well, hey, I think everybody knew loose wheels were not a good thing anyway. <laughs> but, but, I mean, what do you think about the tweaks to the rules? 
Yeah, I don't think anybody is intentionally going out there and leaving a single lug loose so they put their driver in jeopardy and lose a wheel. Nobody wants that. Nobody wanted that to happen last year. And I'm with you, Brett. I mean, I feel like the penalty didn't fit the crime. Four races for a crew chief to be out was astronomical. Um, I like that they tweaked it now for two crew members, which I guess technically leaves the book open for a crew chief as well. Um, but it's not mandatory and two races instead of four. It's still a lot. That's still very detrimental. It could be detrimental to a driver's chances or, you know, how their season ends up. But um, I, I think this is a lot better. And hopefully I'm assuming that, you know, with a year under their belt, we're not going to see as many loose wheels or wheels come apart. Um, last year was just a true learning curve for all of these guys who were so used to that five lug, you know, that muscle memory. There were a lot of mistakes, a lot of unknowns. And I, I think a lot of those bugs will be worked out. It won't be perfect, um, but it'll be better. And, and I like this rule as well. Yeah, the, move, the the adjustment seems to be a popular one, and I'm for it. I agree with Jamie. Uh, I thought that the punishment didn't fit, fit the crime. Um, NASCAR did say this week that, uh, crew chiefs were subject to the penalty, but it doesn't mean that they will get the penalty. There's, you know, it could be anybody. It's a series official. It's a series director's discretion on who will receive the penalty. So um, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I like that NASCAR. Like I think it was great of them to admit that they sat down at the end of the season. They realized maybe this is too harsh, right? And so how can we tweak it to still make it, you know, where the teams don't want this to happen but also where it's not as severe and it's fair across the board. And I think that, Jamie, that this is a fair penalty across the board for all three series. I wonder, the thing that's interesting to me is if it's it's more severe of a penalty if you actually get off pit road. Well, sh- with, with, but if it's loose, it's loose. Yeah. It's just a matter of how long it's stays on. I think on. it's just a matter of luck <laughs> at that point, how long it stays on yeah, or stays exactly. off. Right? Jamie, your well, thoughts? Well, you know, and we saw a little bit of both last year, yeah. right? I mean, a lot of times these guys knew they didn't get it tight and they would tell the, the crew chief, you see them all scrambling around and they're able to get that driver, call them back before they they lose it or they lose it right after they drop the jack. I think the first time we really saw that was Denny at, at Dover, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but hopefully they catch it on pit road, but I agree that it's more severe if you make it out there and, and everybody's clueless that it's loose and you actually lose a wheel. That's uh, not good news. Yeah, and, and NASCAR seemed to be really open on and discussing and saying like look if it happens before you get off a of pit road you just treat it as a uncontrolled tire right they they wanted us to to think of it as an uncontrolled power and what is the penalty for uncontrolled tire same penalties that this new rule is for the tires coming off so i think it works yeah that image of uh what is it kurt bush's crew member throwing himself on the hood of the car to keep it from going much beyond the pit stall yeah. because he knew the tire was not that the lug nut was on yeah. was not on so i like that i mean i think we all agree it's it, it it was and i think nascar had kind of lessened it a little bit or had they didn't they didn't let well they kind of lessened it a little bit or they they relaxed changed the enforcement a little bit as the league as the year went on i think they were you know if you hadn't left your pit stall or didn't get all the way out of your pit stall late in the year they were kind of letting it go they they, they had a, like a room for error right yeah. i feel like that they yeah. had a little bit of room for error and i think that was important that they did that because we were dealing with a new car and a new a new basically a new system for those for these guys so i think i think i think what we're moving for is great and i'm just hoping that we're not at the end of the day we're still not talking about lug nuts on wednesday so that's a good thing <laughs> well absolutely all right uh jamie uh one that I don't think is really going to come into play, but what the heck. Uh, 
you don't have to be in the top 30 to qualify for the playoffs now in the NASCAR Cup Series if you run the series full-time, which it leaves itself open for one of these, you know, a full-time team. We almost saw it last year with Corey LaJoy in the second Atlanta race where he was he had a shot at winning the thing in July, and he was not in the top 30 in points, which means he could have won the race but not qualified for the playoffs. That would not happen this year. He would qualify for the playoffs in a situation like that. So that's kind of cool. The chances of that happening, though, are... Well, maybe the chances of that happening are about the same as 19 different winners last year, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that even puts that much more emphasis on winning, especially for somebody who hasn't won earlier in the season. Um, a guy like Corey LaJoy, who's you know maybe sitting like 30th, 31st, 32nd in points, and it's like, okay, we can get a win, but we're not going to have a chance in the playoffs because we have to get ourselves up there in the points. I mean, I, I like this. I'm like you. I don't think we're really going to have to talk about it. I don't seeing it, see it becoming um, an issue, but it's interesting because obviously people voice their opinions about it enough that they adjusted it across the board in all three series. Jamie, I'm, I'm curious to see if some of those teams that we don't expect to maybe be in contention for a win, if they'll change the way that they race at certain racetracks. Knowing that, knowing they have a have a shot to win, right? Like if a Corey, yeah. if a Aspire Motorsports with Corey LaJoy and Ty Dillon this season gets gets connected with the Rick Ware Racing, if those guys, you know, you know, who knows? I mean, we saw what happened. I mean, not to say that it'll ever happen again, but we saw what happened in the the August race at Daytona, where the top ten was an unbelievable top ten of of drivers that we never thought would even be in the top ten at the end of a Cup race. So, I mean, the unthinkable can happen. We've seen it happen. And, you know, when you think you've seen it all, something happens in the sport. And, you know, so, I mean, uh, I think the door's open for those teams to at least think about maybe what kind of situation they could put themselves in to win, knowing that that rule is off the table. And it used to be Brett top 20 in Xfinity and truck. And I think that that's great that that, do that rule is out the window for those guys, because now uh, more can fight for it in the Xfinity and truck series, too. And another rule chain or you know, the choose rule, which, of course, has been going on for a few years. Yeah but not used at the super speedways or at the dirt track events, they'll now use the choose rule. And I'm not quite sure why they haven't used the choose rule at those races, except maybe they didn't want the teams ganging up on each other, but that they've been doing that anyway, Jamie. Yeah. I thought this was an interesting one too. Obviously, again, it goes back to the feedback that these guys wanted to have the choose rule at super speedways in particular um, it'll be interesting to see how that'll impact the Daytona 500, you know, yeah. choosing your lane and, and teams sticking together. And I, I think that just adds a little more interest in, um, in the restart. So, um, it's an interesting point. I mean, I, I'm like you, like, why didn't we use the choose rule there? Um, so now it's across the board and there's no confusing it. And whether it was the right move for them to get all connected up, you know, who do they, yeah. leave? who do they, and if they take the top or they take the bottom, who does that leave? the other lanes open to, right? What kind of players get into the mix because of that, right? So um, yeah, I, I think it's so important that when you, when this cone, uh, I was against it. I, I I really just felt like it it was something that worked in late models and I've, I've opened it up and I've accepted it and have been open to it. But I, I think it's brought some, some great um, capabilities of having great restarts. And so I, I like, I like it. I'm just curious, like Jamie, to see how it, how it works in some of these places because not only are they opening up for the super speedways, but they're opening up for the dirt races too. So I'm curious to see how how that'll play in effect. You know what it's done? It's cut down on the complaining. 
You don't, you, don't well, hear, you don't hear guys complaining yeah. about getting stuck in such and such yeah. a lane. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. also cut down on the guy's brake checking at the end of pit road. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> stop, I'm stop, stop. Of, yeah, I'm a fan of anything that puts it in the driver and crew chief's hands just to keep it interesting. They're not all told they have to do the same thing. So this is another step for that when it comes to super speedways and all, you know, to get uniform across the, the board. I, I'm a fan. All right, when we come back, one more adjustment I want to talk about, and then we're also going to talk about Toyota. They may be expanding a year from now. Stay with us. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer, and again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. Again, that's 800-218-4909. Want to hear one of our past shows? Visit goprn.com. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. Hey, I'm Corey Joy for Speedway Children's Charities. The mission for Speedway Children's Charities has remained true since its founding almost 40 years ago. To care for children in educational, financial, social, and medical needs in order to help them lead happy and productive lives. So many children have benefited from our group in the past, but we need your help now more than ever. Our local chapters are more than just fundraisers. They are partners in change, working with a broad range of people and organizations to help children in their communities. Want to make a real difference in a child's life? Start by heading to speedwaycharities.org today. Make a donation, volunteer, or attend one of the dozen fundraising events we host at our chapters. There's so much we can do when we all join together, so let's start today. Again, visit speedwaycharities.org to learn more. I thank you in advance for your help. Download our free mobile app to listen to the show and more great PRN content on the go. Now back to the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters. Hey, welcome back. Along with Chris Knight from CatchFence.com, Jamie Little from Fox, Brett McMillan. Glad to have you with us. The last rule tweak that NASCAR is making is they're adding another minute to the damaged vehicle policy in the Cup Series. And Chris, you saw a video this week yep. with that NASCAR had had with the new... 2023 edition of the car yep. and you think this is going to come into play i mean you think an extra minute but i don't know it's going to make a big difference based on the video you saw yeah the video that i saw compared from the 2022 model to the 2023 model shows how much the car is you know how much the rear end is going to take a huge pact right it, it's going to basically i don't i don't know destroy is not the right word but just take the significant amount of that crunch compared to what we saw perfect example okay so 
we saw how durable these cars were during the 2022 season. And and I saw that in the video that NASCAR showed us this week, how durable that rear end uh, of that car was. In the video that we saw today, it was amazing to see how much damage that rear end sustained with the changes that NASCAR has implemented. It's still safe and it still, you know, meets the, the rules, but I'm glad to see it's not going to be, uh, at, you know, stiffer is the word that everybody seemed to use last season because um, if you get in a wreck and that and, and what we saw in the simulation videos happens on the track, then you're not going to be able to fix that car in six minutes like you were in 2022. More than likely, you're going to be heading to the garage and your day's going to be over because uh, the amount of impact virtually destroyed the rear end of that of that race car. And Jamie, I mean, that's what we were talking about. The drivers talking about like last year is energy absorption. You don't yeah. want the driver to be the first thing that's absorbing that energy. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about that, of course, with Kurt Busch and then Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, these guys sustaining these big rear end hits and they were absorbing all that energy. So yeah. there was talk like right away, we've got to do something with the rear ends of these cars. So they have. And like you guys said, they're not going to be able to drive that car away as easily now. They're going to no. need more time to work on that car. And I'm all for it. If if it says that these drivers are going to be safer, first and foremost. And secondly, if that extra minute gets that car back out on track to compete, I'm all for it. Because one of the best things I think about NASCAR is the fact that these guys can rub and bang, hit each other, and they're still in the race. So that fan watching yes. at home can stay glued to the TV and know that their guy still has a chance. And just because he rubbed wheels or doors with somebody didn't mean he's out of the race. So that fan at home doesn't want to watch anymore. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be necessarily like I, from what I saw, like, you know, obviously we're going to have to see how it performs on track. Right. But the simulation, I, I just don't think it's going to be easy as it was in 2022. Um, I think that if you hit the wall at a, at a great angle and it causes a fair amount of damage, it's not going to be as easy as it was going last season and going just pit road and putting tape on it and going back out there. Like you're going to sustain uh, some damage that, that may not be fixable, right? And NASCAR made it very clear this week that the teams can repair, re change and repair the control links on uh, uh, you know, the control was it the control links on the cars but they are not allowed to change the upper control arms on pit road. So if you have to do that, you have to go to the garage and your day's over with. So, but uh, teams have said that they need like six, six and a half minutes in order to be able to change that tow link. And so now they're given seven minutes and NASCAR said they would not, you know, last year we saw them adjust the time for the playoffs where they upped it up from six minutes to 10 minutes. NASCAR said uh, it's possible that they could up it for the playoffs, but it's a, uh, work in progress and we'll see how the year goes all right uh this week uh david wilson from toyota told nate ryan that uh he expects to expand the toyota family to possibly 10 cars by 2024 right now they have six jamie so who do you think uh could be in the market to take some of that toyota money you want to start yeah, a I team and take some toyota money yeah, let's do it, right? Be a great that's, a lot of, that's a lot of pressure because we know that they um, they expect the best and they're not going to just invest with it, any team. You know, they want a winning team that's capable. And I think that what he said, the sweet spot was nine to 10 cars. And I, I think that's that's a really great point. They're solid. They always are solid. But when they're getting beat by Hendrick, where they just have this fleet, you know, all the a track house, you know, you have this fleet of Chevrolets, not just at the super speedways, but all over. They know that they're being beaten because of numbers and lack thereof. And I think 
that they have their eye on growing and expanding as he alluded to. And yes, you can look at it and say, well, 2311 can easily expand to two more cars. That's within NASCAR rules. You can have four cars per team. They're planning on a third car for Travis Pastrana at the Daytona 500. And Denny said, you know, we want to get this third team built up. So we have it. First and foremost, if Kurt Busch can return, but also looking ahead to the future that maybe this will be a permanent thing. Now, if you ask me what team, you know, I've heard people say track house, but I came home today and I was looking at, at this stuff and this struck me right here, this helmet right here. This was Sam Hornish Jr. in, in the IndyCar series with Penske, TRD. And it reminded me, Roger has been a Toyota team before, why wouldn't he consider an offer from Toyota to go Toyota racing again? Ooh. But I thought David Wilson said Penske was one he was not going after. But didn't he actually say Penske? He said Hendrick and Penske. Did he? Yeah. But well, I was I was thinking but that, that he could I mean, say he could say that, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. I and Rick Hendrick, I get that there's just a mutual yeah. thing there that they don't like to take from each other's teams unless it's been okayed. Um, but Penske would make sense to me. But if he did say that, and I did not see that quote about no Penske, I think Trackhouse makes perfect sense. I mean, what what they've done last year, I mean, why wouldn't you want to invest with that team? Just the way that they think big picture, the, the drivers that they have and the people and the sponsors that they're attracting already after just a year is, is impressive. What do you think? Yeah, my I agree with Jamie 100% spot on. That was when I was asked the question yesterday, uh, or earlier this week, um, I, I, I spot on said track house. I think the vision that Justin Marks has for not only his team, but for the sport is one that I feel like that toy, it would be a perfect family fit. Right. And I think that Justin Marks, um, has, um, uh, initiated that he would like to eventually move on from a two car team to a bigger team. And I think that he has the capabilities of doing that if he had some help from Toyota. So, um, Stranger things have happened, Jamie. I think that's a good call about Team Penske. It's happened before. Doesn't mean it can't happen again. Look, he switched from Dodge to Ford, and you know, and so forth. So uh, things can things like that can happen. But in my eyes, the biggest uh, win for Toyota would be Trackhouse. All right. Yeah. So here, here's what Nate wrote, and I'm quoting. This is Nate, not Wilson, saying it. But Nate says Wilson declined to say if Toyota now is focused on an existing or new teams but did rule out a Chevy or Ford anchor team such as Hendrick Motorsports or Team Penske. Hmm. Interesting. I, I wonder, you know, there must be underlying things there why they wouldn't approach a team like that. But maybe they're looking for an up-and-coming team, you know, with a lot of pizzazz and, and a lot of room to grow. And I would say that that for sure that's Trackhouse. I think if, if Toyota makes their way, I, I didn't know that, we've talked about different uh, manufacturers entering IndyCar, right? And so if Toyota was is able to get back into the fray of, of IndyCar racing, I think the door swings wide open for Penske. I mean, who would have thought that Stuart Haas Racing would, would switch manufacturers, right, and, and go from Chevrolet to Ford? You know, it was the best-kept secret for a long time. I mean, who, nobody knew that was happening until it was announced, right? So, um, you know, never say never. All right, so our rally pit reported question this week is, which team should Toyota target for 2024? And here are your choices. Trackhouse, Legacy Motor Club. I found that one kind of interesting. They're just kind of, you know, they're kind of out there. Stuart Haas, they've changed before. Or a new team. Those are your choices. When we come back, we're going to get the thoughts of Jamie and Chris as what they're going to be looking for as the 2023 season begins. Stay with us. Grind. 
friction, wear, destructive words when it comes to an engine. Adding Z-Max Microlubricant to your oil and fuel allows it to soak in the metal to disperse harmful carbon deposits. You wouldn't wax a car with dirt on it. Don't run your engine without Z-Max. Help improve performance, reduce emissions, extend engine life, and improve fuel mileage with Z-Max Microlubricant. Get Z-Max today at ZMAX.com or your local auto parts store. Hi, it's PRN's Brad Gilly. Did you know you could take PRN with you anywhere? That's right. By downloading the PRN mobile app, you can listen to our live race broadcast from anywhere. Make sure you don't miss a second of the action from the track. Download today for station listings and on-demand access to your favorite studio shows like Fast Talk, The Pit Reporters, or Garage Pass. Get all the latest racing information at your fingertips with the PRN mobile app. Download today, available in the Apple App Store and on Google Play. We've got more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters in a moment. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network. What kind of season is he having? Is he having a great season? Okay, good, really good, greater than or less than? As soon as Ross came out of the care center and started talking, he immediately wanted to package this as, now we're even. Teams are doing everything they can to find an advantage with this car. I still think the normal cream rises to the top now when it comes to road racing. Hi, this is Doug Rice. Join me every Monday night for Fast Talk. The grassroots is where the hometown heroes of Friday and Saturday nights are and where the future stars of NASCAR are made. First career win for James Friesen of the Tass Racing Sportsman Series. From Eldora to Knoxville, Jennerstown to Lawrence County. Follow PRN's At The Track on Twitter and hear PRN's At The Track each week on broadcast radio stations, the free PRN app, or at goprn.com. PRN's At The Track, relentless passion for grassroots racing. Get your short track racing fix with PRNs at the track. Visit GoPRN.com. Now, more of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters. Welcome back along with Jamie Little from Fox, Chris Knight from CatchFence.com. I'm Brett McMillan. All right, Jamie, I know you got uh, Los Angeles this week, then you get a short little break back home to see the kids and then it's uh, and pet the dogs. <laughs> and then it's, then it's off to Daytona for speed weeks and the official start of the 2023 season. So a lot of new faces and new places. And uh, as you get ready for the season, what are the things you're going to be looking for? I always love the new things. That's always my favorite part of the, the first half of the year. Who is where and how are they going to do? And obviously Kyle Bush, everybody's looking at him and Tyler Reddick. Now they did this car swap. Who's going to perform? Who's going to outperform the other? They are two solid drivers, and I think Kyle Busch just feels the weight of the world on him, like, I'm in a new team, this is completely different for me, and I'm going to prove my point, and I have no doubt he'll come out swinging and perhaps even win the Clash and then go on to Daytona and win the Daytona 500, something he has never done before. Um, but in um, relation to that as well, something else that's new is our Rookie of the Year class. We have two guys, two very talented drivers, and Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs. And by the way, these two don't really like each other. And I have a feeling they're going to be racing around each other a lot this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing that battle as well. I just get giddy thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm, ex I, like, I'm right there with Jamie. Like, like 
you know, I love, you know, obviously all eyes are going to be on Kyle Bush and Tyler Reck and how they do. But then I think and someone like Noah Gregson, who isn't going to be afraid to show, shove that nose into places it probably shouldn't. And Ty Gibbs will, will be right there doing the same. So, um, game on, right? Let the checker or let's, excuse me, let the green flag fly because I'm excited. Uh, for me, like, I'm excited about the different drivers and the different pairings, but I, thoroughly enjoyed the parody that we saw in the, in the cup series last year you did there wasn't one team in my eyes that really ran away with it right there were so many different winners uh teams would come and go yeah i think track house was probably the most consistent team but but there was just new faces and new places all throughout the season and i really hope that we maintain that parody and hopefully some new teams that have learned enough during the off season where they can step up to the play i'm really intrigued you know um legacy motor club i'm i'm interested to see i think eric jones has proven he he took them back to victory lane at darlington raceway last year and with noah gregson on board i'm really thinking does legacy motor club and you know jimmy johnson's back behind the wheel in a in a partial schedule can legacy motor club you know push them way push them in themselves into the headlines and maybe become the track house racing team of 2023 uh, over and under 19 winners uh, nine di different winners or 19 nine different winners <clears throat> this is radio you got to talk i know i know <laughs> i'm thinking uh i say 18 18 jamie how about you i'm gonna go with 15 Ooh. okay you think somebody's gonna somebody's gonna do a little domination this year Yes, I think that more than one team will have it figured out a little bit more than they did last year. So I, I definitely see a few drivers winning multiple races, not just the one-offs. All right, that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We're close. Yeah, yeah, we're close. We've hey, had we'll, some. We'll be lucky if we get fifteen or more again, right? That's a great I would year. welcome that. Yeah, I take that all day long. Adam Alexander was here last week, and he thinks we'll probably get over twenty this year. Really? Well, I don't know if we'll get, I don't know if we'll get that close. <laughs> You can go smack him around when you see him in Los Angeles this <laughs> week. Right, yeah. right. it, it's, but the thing is, you start going, okay, Blaney didn't win. Truex didn't yeah. win. People think Gregson can win this year. Well, who are you going to start taking off the list that won last year? That's where the challenge becomes. Yeah. Who are we going to to get it back under 19 again? It, and who's going to? And, you know, you know, can Kozlowski get back himself well, in victory? Well, yeah, he didn't win. Yeah. yeah. If Kozlowski can get himself back in victory lane, or can Corey LaJoy pull it off? You know, you know, even Ty Dillon, he's, you know, don't count him out on the places, you know, on especially the, the, the dirt races. track. Yeah, the dirt, dirt track. track. Yeah. Right. So we'll see. White flag laps ahead. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. More of the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters in a moment. This is PRN, 
the Performance Racing Network. Hey, I'm Paul Shadden Charlotte with Kathy Martindale in Nashville on the Performance Racing Network. This is Z-Max Racing Country Classics. Let's head to Charlotte now and join Paul with Chase Elliott. Tell me this, you know, growing up as Bill Elliott's little boy, did you know Rick Hendrick at all? The first time I ever spoke a word to him was when I was about 15 and we were just talking racing. Z-Max Racing Country Classics. Mike Rowe here with a gentle reminder that civilization is held together by pipes, wires, and cables. It's true. There are over 5 million miles of gas lines, power lines, fiber optic lines, water lines, and sewer lines all buried beneath your feet. And every 60 seconds, somebody digs into one. Look, if you're thinking about digging around, do yourself a favor and call 811 first just to find out what's down there. Trust me, you don't want to find out the hard way. Call or click 811 before you dig and visit safeexcavator.com for more info. Check out all of our show pages on GoPRN.com to find archive shows and more. Now, back to the O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters with Brett McMillan. I did just notice, of course, some of you don't get a chance to watch on, on video, but Jamie does have a Toyota helmet right behind her. She does? She does, yeah. There's a Toyota helmet back there. So oh, she, yeah, she, that's from my race win. There you go. Oh, there you go. See, so she may, she may be uh, talking. So, she may be in I'm, talks already. When you think, I mean, <laughs> she is so talented, that Jamie Little. I love her. <laughs> All right. Time up for our white flag laps. And first up from Fox Sports, it's Jamie Little. Well, we have a big weekend coming up at The Clash for more than one reason. First off, we're kicking off the season. It's NASCAR's 75th anniversary. And when you look at L.A. Memorial Coliseum, the history of that place, this is kicking off their 100-year anniversary. And we are the first thing up. So, so many different reasons um, to make it special, to walk away with that big trophy. We're going to document it all on Fox starting at 4 Eastern. I think six hours of live coverage coming to you from L.A. Memorial Coliseum for the clash it's all on fox so let's get started and we'll see you guys there oh sounds good can't wait for it next up from catchfence.com chris knight yeah nascar is entering its 75th year of um of competition and i think uh it kicks off this weekend with the bush clash and i think um kudos to nascar because they're they have so much in, in store for the fans this season that i think it's going to be a memorable season i think the racing on track is going to be fabulous but i think what they're going to be doing off the track is going to be even better it's going to be a year that we will not forget for a long long time all right well you know we talked about earlier the rule tweaks that nascar announced and, and there's two that i really really like that we talked about the first is the elimination of the stage breaks at the road course because it's been an interesting couple of de decades for the road courses in the nascar universe you know, around the dawn of the 2000s, they were despised by most NASCAR fans. But then came the double file restart, and that gave them a real boost in the popularity department. So much so that we've gone from two on the schedule to a half dozen. And then came the stages. And while they've been a boost to so many other tracks, they've really ruined the pit strategy that's been so much a part of the road courses. Well, now the stage breaks are gone, and hopefully I think some of the excitement's going to return because it gives these guys an option two stops, three stops. They don't have to worry about having that built-in put stop. 
I also like the tweak to the lost tire penalty. I think NASCAR got everybody's attention last year with the suspensions and the penalties, and I think a four-race suspension that we all talked about for the crew chief was always a little bit harsh. Well, now it sounds like the crew chief's off the target list, as is four races for anybody. And there's an interesting line being drawn around how far you can go before your tire falls off. So a couple of tweaks that I really like. Now, we wait to see what the unintended consequences will be because there always are some. Jamie, appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you this weekend at the LA Coliseum. Chris, thanks as always for being here. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the action this weekend on Fox from the LA Coliseum, and we'll talk to you next week. The O'Reilly Auto Parts Pit Reporters on the Performance Racing Network was presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. This is PRN, the Performance Racing Network.